Good morning for the CJRU Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroxy, and debuting on the show, I've got director and actor Draper Wils Winston. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I almost said Wilson. You did. You almost did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to correct myself, brother. <laughs> it's all right. And I appreciate that. You caught it early before you messed up. So you corrected it. So I have no problems at all. All right. All right. Do you want to let the listeners know who you are and what it got? I introduced you, but just let the listeners know a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Draper Winston. I'm an actor kind of nationwide here and, and looking to go globally not to globally um here in uh the near coming few uh, few months and so um actor started off in theater stage plays um whatnot um and then kind of been living in the film and tv world here for the past seven eight years i've done a few national commercials actually just shot one for uh, bmw uh in new york a few weeks ago um actually going down to uh, austin to film another commercial and so um i'm having fun at this thing man starting this new journey of being a director i'm an actor first um but i did want to try my hand at directing so I started directing my first film called Thicker to Berry on uh, April 29th. So I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. Now, in case listeners want to know, how did the bug manifest? How did it just manifest and get all in ya? <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I actually love that question. I love being asked that question because, you know, I, I never had the idea of being an actor. I never thought about that. Uh, in high school and college, I was an athlete, played basketball, um, and I was not in that world. Well, fast forward to college, I get an opportunity to uh, host this step show uh, for my fraternity. There's a director and producer that's sitting in the audience, and he was like, hey, Drip, you're man, you're kind of funny. You're, have you ever thought about acting? I was like, no. I said, I've never thought about acting a day in my life and I've never acted a day in my life. And so he says, well, hey, I got this short film I'm writing. I would love for you to audition for it. Come on by. So I go audition for it. I don't get the part. Don't get the role. He calls me back about three weeks later and he says, hey, you auditioned so well. We just couldn't fit you into what we had going on, but we wrote a part for you. If you'd like it, it's yours. Come by the house. We're chilling at the pool. Come check it out. Read it. You like it, it's yours. So I said, cool, I'm on the way. I go read the script. I love it. And that's how I got got started. And then the next week, I booked my very first stage play. So it all kind of happened very fast. And once I got done with that stage play, at that moment, I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. And that started the journey. Mm -hmm. Now talk about some of the challenges you faced as an actor, because actors and actresses always want to give us the glamorous story mm -hmm. of how they became an actor or an actress. But talk about some of the challenges you had to experience experience as an actor a lot of it is you know there are um seasons in in acting right and what i mean by that is there could be a lot of seasons where you're you're auditioning a lot you're booking a lot and you're working you're constantly working but then there are seasons to where it's just dry you know and i think that's where the biggest challenges for me were especially starting out when i knew that i wanted to do it um you can't just jump directly into a lead role you know you kind of have to work your way up it's a process and so i didn't understand that at first because in my head i felt like i could do it not knowing that i needed a lot of training i needed some more time 
time. I needed experience. And so you do stuff like background work, you know, and so I'm sitting in the background. It's cold. Um, they're feeding us granola bars, you know, while the main actors are eating, you know, the steak and all that stuff like that. You know, they're feeding us granola bars and chips and it's long hours um, and you make $87, you know. So it's that riding those waves of that. And, you know, I've been been fortunate enough to get there to now where I'm the one eating the steak and I'm the one, you know, in my trailer and stuff like that. So it's been pretty cool. But I think the biggest challenges were in those dry seasons when you're not working. When If you're an actor, when you're not working, you're unemployed. And so that's a hard thing. You still got to live, you know, you still got to live. I was in LA for a while and um, it's hard, <laughs> man, it's hard to live. You know, when a can of soda is, you know, six bucks, you know, and you're trying to make that work and stretch, you know, so I picked up a job. At, uh, at Banana Republic, picked up a job at Banana Republic, and I was a uh, sales associate. I was a sales associate, folding clothes, just to be flexible, to be able to go to auditions and whatnot. So everyone sees, and you're correct, everyone sees the finished product of us, you know, doing interviews, the premieres and being on screen, but they don't see the work in between all of that. Mm -hmm. They don't see my work either, brother. They don't see how hard <laughs> I'm working on these interviews. Hey, brother. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> 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 so, you know what? Why don't we talk about your first stage award? Do you want to talk about that? Let's talk about the positives. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, about three weeks ago, um, I was awarded my first ever stage uh, stage award um, at the Texas Indie Filmmakers Award uh, Award Show. And it was for Best Actor for Why Women Trip. And um, it was pretty exciting. It was pretty exciting. I won my first film award last year in Los Angeles. And then almost almost to the day, a year later, I win um a stage play uh, award. So it was really, it was really exciting. It was really exciting. I mean, it was one of those ones. We swept up a lot. The, the, the project swept up a lot. I think we won best actress, best director and best uh, stage play of the year. And mm -hmm. so it was, uh, it was an exciting night. It was an exciting night. Winning awards are always kind of surreal because, you know, when you first start out, you're like, gosh, I want to win an Oscar and everything like that. And I still do. I still have visions to do that, but even still being recognized and winning for the stuff that that I'm doing now is pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. But talk about the direction of being a director because you recently got into directing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I felt like I had, um, I have a pretty good handle on the acting part. For me, I always wanted to be able to pour into other people and and uh, be of service to other people. And being a director, you are really being of service to other people. And then it also helps you to be a better actor on the back end. Because if you can see things and help someone get to a certain level, like say if it's a dramatic scene, and you can help them really dig deep into themselves to pull those emotions out, but yet still make them natural and believable to where the audience is feeling it and they're riding with that character, then you also understand how to, to get yourself there. You also understand how to take direction. So I decided to take on this project because I wanted to keep enhancing my toolkit, enhancing what I'm doing myself as an artist, and then stretch myself a little bit um, in taking on this project. So it's it's really cool. Uh, the, the writer has been amazing. And so um, the cast that we've been able to put together is amazing. So it's going to be a really, a really fun project. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do we have to wear many hats now? Now, as an actor, do I have to be the director and the writer or no? Um, it depends. It depends on the project. It depends. It does depend on the project. Um, I did. I did 
wear a few hats for the one this one project that is releasing uh june 27th called lover's revenge i produced directed and i starred in that one i wow. didn't write but i did produce direct and i starred in it well i co-directed uh with uh another friend of mine named marvin dion and uh, i co-produced it with um alexandra warf uh, warfield smith and so we created this project. It's releasing uh, nationwide June twenty uh, June twenty seventh, and we have our premiere June twenty fourth for. So it's called Lover's Revenge, and uh, I'm the star in it. She was the star in it as well, and um, he directed it with us. So I wore many hats on that one. And when I tell you that I was running around like crazy, oh, I was running around like crazy just to make sure that everything got done. But it was really, um, we're excited about this project. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you find that? like me as a younger Donovan would have to wear many hats if I want my career to go up a notch. I think it's, I think it would benefit you to, to explore, you know, those different hats. You may not wear them all the time, but I think it it is always beneficial uh, for you to, to explore those to help you be, you know, a better artist at whatever it is. Like for instance, for myself at the top of my pyramid is acting. That's, you know, what I am first. I'm an actor. I started off as an actor. Um, I will finish as an actor. But there are other lanes um, as they go down into the pyramid that I can do. I know how to produce. I know how to direct, you know, and I know how to write if I need to. And the reason why I picked up those skills is so if I'm in between an acting gig, then I can direct. If I'm in between an acting gig and directing gig, then I can produce. But I'm still around um the entertainment industry and then all of it still helps me be a better actor mm -hmm. and it sharpens your skills Absolutely. and it opens up your mind right yep yep you get got your, it get your creative juices flowing right you got it that's it <laughs> all right is there a story you'd like to direct or produce that you haven't gotten to yet you're thinking i'd like to touch on this oh gosh so i'm a big action buff like i love action films like 18 expandables uh wanted you know the losers stuff like that i love action films action comedy films bad boys the whole nine like all those types and so i want to i want to produce maybe not direct it but i definitely want to produce a film of that nature like a bunch of some comedy mixed with a little with a lot of action um i'm a big transformers guy so, you know, a lot of action with some comedy in it, um, us running around, jumping off of stuff, <laughs> blowing things up, you know, and having fun, fun doing it at the same time. So that's a project that I want to produce. All right. You said us. I'm not an actor. It would have to be younger, Donovan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine uh, by me. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So what's your message? What do you want to tell other creatives what do you want to tell actors what's your message to them my message to actors and creatives are create i know that sounds so simple but a lot of times we get in our head oh i can't do this right now i can't do this right now i don't have the money i don't have the funding i don't have the resources or whatever like that but you do have the pen and the paper so write the idea down um and start talking to your um your circle in your community that are you know doing the same thing with you you never know that you could end up partnering with um, a few people in your community um, that would love to help you produce 
you know, something like that. So I think don't let outside forces stop what you want to do and just keep going. Just keep going. What I've realized in this industry is the ones that make it or what we considered make it or make it or successful because success is relative, but the ones that make it and are successful in this entertainment industry is the ones that just decided to not give up. Yeah, there's hard years. Yeah, there's great years. Yeah, there's phenomenal years. But as long as you just keep rolling and just keep going, put one step in front of the other, you're going to get to where you're trying to go. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Even if it takes two years, three years, four years, right? Even if it takes years, you're going to get there. Because I can think back to, you know, where I am now to where I was five years ago. I can think back to where I was 10 years ago. And I see the the upward trajectory of my career. And that was just me determining that I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to quit. And so I've been able to be successful. And right now, and what, and and at this moment, I really, really feel like I'm really just scratching the surface. So. All right. All right. What do you say to a future writer's strike? Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. So my, my agent and my manager have been sending me stuff about that. And so we've been talking about it and developing a plan to figure out what to do when, you know, if that were to happen. And in, in the event of, of a writer's strike, I think, especially for any actor, this is a great time. This is a great time to train. This is a great time to uh, hone on some different skills um, so that when that writer's strike is over, then you're prepared. You know, you have a new skill, you have new training. Um, if you got to work some um, independent things, um, independent projects to stay sharp, do that. You know, if you need to, you know, write a short film with you and a few of your friends to stay sharp and keep being on set, you know, do that. I think this is one of those ways of kind of restarting and getting fresh and making it happen. You know, think about when when COVID hit, it kind of reset everybody and reset everything. You know, and I think this is kind of along the same lines just for us in the entertainment industry. If those writers take a strike, you know, it's going to be a, a severe halt on a lot of things, which is OK. You just ride the wave, get in the class, train um, and stay sharp and so that when it's over, you're prepared. And it happened in 2007, listeners, the writers strike. But it did backfire on them, really, because half of their shows got canceled. They weren't hurting the fans. Right. Right. And that's, and that's, you know, and I understand, I under, and it was, what's crazy is I understand both sides, right? I understand where the, where the writers are coming from, but also, you know, we do this not for ourselves, what most of us do, at least I don't, you know, Draper doesn't do this for myself. I don't do this for self-glorification. You know, I do this because there's an audience that's going to watch me, that's going to tune in to see one of my movies, that's going to tune in to um, see a TV show that I'm on. They're going to buy a ticket to see me in a play. So for those 45 minutes to, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, hour and a half that they are dialed into my character, my project, then I'm helping them either get over a problem or just be happy at the moment. Oh, you know, who knows what people are going through, but I feel entertainment is a way from people to escape that for a moment. And so if I'm the vessel to help them escape, then I should be able to give my best. So um, does it hurt the audience? Yeah, absolutely it does. Because we, we like TV, we like movies, you know, but also the writers 
you know, feel they need to get what they deserve. Mm-hmm. And it hurt the actors as well, too, because oh, absolutely. certain shows were just cut after that writer's strike without no explanation why mm-hmm. or no series finale. Yeah. And it's and it's and it's weird because, you know, um, I can think back to last year. I can think back to last year. I mean, I auditioned for maybe at least 25 or 30 network TV shows. You know, um, this year it's been slow as I would say maybe 10, maybe my agent called me. She was like, hey, they, you know, they sliced, you know, a lot of shows just haven't been ordered. And so which means they're not getting shot. There's not characters. There's not roles. And so it's been slow. It's been weird. It's been a funky time, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. And what do you say to collective bargaining where actors come together to want more pay? Because this is happening a lot more now. For mm-hmm. example, Blue Bloods got a 14th season. They agreed to take the pay cut, but shows uh-huh. like Chicago Fire PD and Medical. They're coming together as actors wanting more pay, but NBC told them, okay, less episodes. What's your take on collective bargaining? Ah, gosh, you know, you have to either be all in, you have to be all in either way, right? You have to be all in as, all right, we're going to hold out and hold out till, you know, we reach a deal that we're comfortable with, or we're all going to take this, this pay cut so that we can work. So it there's, when it comes to collective bargaining, there's not really a middle ground. Um, In my opinion, there's not really a middle ground when it comes to that, because you got to choose which way you're going to go, you know, because if you choose, let's say, you know, we are, we all choose to take the pay cut and do the show. Well, if there's one person that says that they're not going to do that, then there's a possibility that that person could get replaced, you know, or they write them off the show or something like that, especially if the actors are agreeing that we're going to green light it and we're going to go. Right. And so then on the flip side of that, if you all collectively agree, no, we're going to hold out until the studio comes back um, and tell us that they're, you know, they're going to give us more money. Well, you you like, well, I need to work. So you decide against that. So you still could be replaced. And so it's thing when it comes to collective bargaining, whichever way, you know, everyone's going to go, you got to be all in for whichever decision that the team of actors um, makes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's what happened to Taylor Kinney right now on Chicago Fire. He's nowhere to be found. And I think the cast had agreed to, what do you call it, saying less episodes. But he Mm -hmm. said, no, I want more money. Mm, Yeah. See, that's that's where it gets real sticky. You know, it gets real sticky because if he's saying he wants more money, then that one person could could hold up production. That mm-hmm. one person could hold up production because because of union standards. Mm-hmm. So it's you have to be all in with every, whatever decision you make. If you're going to hold, you got to hold. Mm-hmm. You got to hold, or you can continue, but the network comes back and say, "Okay, less episodes, less episodes." Right. <laughs> so you may be making more money, but if you think about it, it just really evens out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms in case other creatives, actors, or listeners want to check out some of your projects or have questions? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, You can check me out on Instagram. Um, My Instagram handle is at I am D Winston. So I am D Y. 
a D W Y N S C O N. Again, that's I am I A M D W Y N S C O N on uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook. You can just type in Draper Winston everywhere else. You can type in Draper Winston, or you can go to my website, www.draperwinston.com, and you can check out all the information there. All right, and throw out some of the projects. All right, so currently, right now, that's streaming right now is uh, The Forbidden Daughter, which is streaming on Peacock and uh, Tubi. And then we also have Forbidden Daughter, which is not Forbidden Daughter. You also have Why Women Trip, which is streaming on Amazon Prime and uh, Peacock as well. Um, You also have on the CW Network, you still can stream uh, season one, episode four of CW's Walker. And then um, coming up um, this uh, summer and possibly maybe this fall, not exactly sure when the release date is, but I know it's this year, uh, on Lifetime TV, I have a movie called House of Lies, which I am in, which will be dropping. And then I have about three movies that'll be dropping later on in the fall. Herbs Under the Mistletoe, Kingsman, and Beautiful Struggle, and then King of Dallas, which I'm filming right now currently. Um, I go go to set for that on Saturday. Um, We'll be dropping June 17th. So, got a lot coming up. Got a lot coming up. Staying busy, so I'm thankful. Wow, you're a busy, busy, busy guy. Yeah, I'm thankful. <laughs> I thank God I'm not your friend. You wouldn't even have time to talk to me. <laughs> uh, you know, that's really all I've been having time to do is really just kind of talk to my people and, you know, text them here and there, maybe a FaceTime. But it's been it's been busy. <laughs> but I'm thankful, though. I'm thankful. Though. That's what I've always been wanting. All right. Any final things you would like to tell CJRU 1280 AM in closing? Uh, I am just um, excited and thankful thankful for you all having me and um, being able to spend this time with you all to learn a little bit about me. Um, y'all just make sure you stay tuned. Follow me. I'll follow you back. And I look forward to, to coming back on here again. All right. All right. All right. For CJRU 1280 AM, I am Donovan LaCroxy. I'd like to thank the listeners for listening to this episode. And I also would like to thank actor. You can throw out your name again. Piper Winston. Thank you so much.